This is Big Dreams, Bold Moves, the podcast inspiring families like yours to discover endless possibilities for living abroad, because life is too short to settle. I'm Malia, and I will be your host as we travel around the world speaking with experienced expats and experts. We're going to learn how to get visas, make money, and find jobs abroad. We'll get a behind-the-scenes look at what everyday life with kids is really like in different countries and get you the answers you need to go from daydreaming to international move-making. Now, let's get on our way. Hello. Today, we're going to be welcoming back Jacqueline Janota. Jacqueline was on last week's episode telling us about her family's year abroad in Genoa, Italy. Today, she's going to tell us about the book she has since written called Let's Leave the Country, A Guide to Planning Your Family Year Abroad. She's also going to share with us three steps that she believes are crucial to planning a successful year abroad. If you're listening to this episode right as I'm releasing it, she is still hosting a giveaway over and on Instagram to win a free copy of her book. Now she's hosting that giveaway until January 24th, 2020. I have a link in the show notes where you can go over to her Instagram and enter to win a free copy of her book. If you are listening after January 24th, Jacqueline has put together a special freebie for all listeners of the Big Dreams Bold Moves podcast. She has created the ultimate checklist to plan your own year abroad. And she has taken a list of all the things, you guys. I mean, she's got remembering to call your banks, um, all the way to remembering to get your dog's teeth checked before you go abroad. And she's broken it down by months. So what you need to do when you're more than 12 months out, what you need to do when you're nine months out from going, six months, three months, you know, up to like the day of departure. So if you are interested in getting a hold of that checklist, I've got a link for that in the show notes. I've got a link to the book. And before we get on our way, can I remind you to just do me one quick favor, hit the pause button and quickly write a review of this podcast and leave some stars. That will help me grow our audience, which will help me attract some awesome guests that you want to hear and improve the sound quality. I'm going to let you in on a secret here. I am not a professional podcast producer. I would love to hire someone that knows what they're doing to help me make this show better. Uh, But I can't do that until I have a bigger audience. Okay, enough about that. Let's welcome back Jacqueline Genota. So welcome back, Jacqueline. Thank you. Looking forward to hearing what your three crucial steps are for planning a Families Year Abroad. Yeah. Um, the book that I wrote, it's called Let's Leave the Country, A Guide to Your Family Year Abroad. And it's divided into 10 chapters that are 10 steps to get yourself there and back in a successful way. And from those 10 steps, I would say there are three things that um, matter the most in terms of preparing, and they're kind of intangible, but they are so crucial, like you said. Um, And the first one is to have a solid why, W-H-Y, because without that, it's hard to keep moving forward with the planning, because there are so many things that come into your 
purview when you're planning this that you're like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? How do I get around this? And when you have that solid why, um, it propels you forward. So, for example, and I, I, I use this example in the book, but my husband and I, we had a why. You know, we wanted to give our kids, you know, a second language and we wanted them to experience the world and become global citizens and all these very general things. And my husband's why was, hey, I want to have a pseudo sabbatical and I kind of want to detach for a year and maybe get creative, maybe work on a book, maybe do all this. It was, it was a lot of maybes. Um, and there were a lot of assumptions made of what the year abroad would be, abroad would be like. My why was different in that I wanted to build a relationship with the culture of my ancestors. I wanted to really solidify my language and understand this culture and give my kids the language and the culture and all that. But they were very personal whys that no matter what happened, it was a foregone conclusion that I would um, meet those whys. No matter how irritating Italian bureaucracy is, it was going to get me deeper into the culture and I was going to understand the culture better. And no matter how awkward and my, my Italian would be and clunky my conversations would be, it was going to get me that much deeper into the language. And when I interviewed other people for my book, it was uh, interesting the variety of whys that I was extracting from them. Like I met one family who uh, they traveled the world. They didn't just go to one place and they wanted to help people wherever they went in the world. So their goal was to change the world in a hundred different ways at the hundred different places they went to. And this woman, Tracy Karish, also wrote a book about it called Excess Baggage. And I forget what the subtitle is. Um, but you know, wherever they went, they would line up like projects that the family, that she and her family could do together in whatever communities they were visiting. So that to me is a really powerful why. I met another man who had a very simple and elegant why of, I want to travel the world and not be afraid of it. And that's something, yeah, as you travel, you're going to encounter a lot of fears. And if your goal is to not be afraid of it, that is going to get you to the next step, no matter what you do. Um, and I met another family who, and I would advise people, if your kids are old enough to have a why for everybody in the family. So her kids were old enough where her one son, one son was a budding chef. So his why was to really learn cuisines wherever they went. And they did another a touring around the world year. And, um, you know, the, the other son was really into sports. So they, she lined up, you know, when they went to Germany, you know, uh, some kind of soccer thing, when they went to Cuba, some kind of baseball thing, d different um, aspects for them to really experience and grow with their whys. So, individual wise as well as a family collective or shared why yeah i mean i think at some level it has to be shared uh or else you kind of split up into you know you're not glued together but yes individual wise are ideal as well and and you know back to my husband who had this nebulous why i think he had a harder time during our year than i had he had to really adjust his 
perception of, okay, what am I going to get out of this year? Like he had to really shift that in his mind in order to not feel like, what am I doing here? You know, I I don't want to just be doing dishes and hanging laundry every day. You know, I thought I was going to have this other experience, but once you realize your experience shifts, you, you need to go there. And that probably brings me to the second crucial item for anyone planning a year abroad. And that is to really adopt and embody a nimble attitude. Um, Because the plans that you imagine and the plans that transpire are going to be very different, no matter how you slice it. And you have to be prepared for that. And, And I think one way to do that is to just know that everything's a trade-off. You know, you may think, oh, I'm moving to Germany and Berlin is this really cool city and we're going to have so much fun, but you can only get the job in a small town in Germany. And so your German experience might be entirely different from living in Berlin. So you adjust in that regard as well. And Once you've accepted that everything is a trade-off, you kind of learn to be nimble and roll with the punches. Um, And and the agility uh, has to be mental too, not just with the external things that you experience. Um, It has to be an internal, like I was referring to my husband being able to shift his perception and adjust his attitude um, about different things. And another example of that is when we lived in Italy, we had to change housing a couple of times, not what I would recommend, but that was a big chore and a big hassle. But I I adjusted my expectation of, okay, we're not going to be able to live in this beautiful apartment. I'm going to have to find another one. And looking for it is a drag, but okay, I'm going to get to walk into all these beautiful palazzos all over Genoa and get a feel for different neighborhoods. Oh, and if we move to a different neighborhood, I get to experience Genoa from a different perspective. How cool is that? So shifting your perception and reframing it in your mind from a negative to a positive is a skill that will get you very far in planning a year abroad. I mean, and I think it gets you far in life, frankly, but Do you have any questions that readers can ask themselves to start start like um, developing a practice of becoming nimble and coming up with their why? You know, in, in the first chapter of my book, I throw out a ton of questions for what it is that you are seeking, because I think a lot of people like the idea of doing a year abroad, but they really have no idea what it, where they might not even know where they want to go. They just know they want different. They want other, they want to experience something other than what they're used to in their everyday rhythm. So that is where I, I, you know, my, this chapter, first chapter of my book coaches people on what it is you're looking for and what your needs are. So do you have dietary needs? Do you have a philosophy that you follow or a religion that you follow that means you can't live in certain places or you can't eat certain foods, for example? That's just one I pulled out of my head. Um, and what is it that your kind of heart is speaking to with the year abroad? Is it that you want 
to have wide open expanses? Do you fantasize drawing or being creative or do you, are you drawn to a year of learning um, and you want to study something in particular or, you know, I could sit here and read some of the questions. I don't know how that that's um, useful, but it involves really being introspective and getting in touch with your desires. And I'd say do it selfishly first as a parent and your kids will follow. I I wouldn't recommend doing this for everyone because you can end up in four different parts of the globe, you know, mentally, but finding that deep essence of what it is that you're looking for. Are you looking to just chill? And does that mean more of a beach culture? Are you looking to really, you know, narrow a focus of a certain culture? It might be that you're drawn to a specific culture. Like you want to go to India because you are drawn to, um, you know, whatever, you know, Hindu exotic nature of Indian culture is, in which case then you kind of take that step and go one further. Okay. Why are you drawn to that? And okay. What it is that's calling you. So it's a lot of mental work, but getting really introspective, I think. Getting really clear about the vision. Yeah. Cause then you, then you, when you hold the vision, then you can work around all the obstacles that you're going to encounter. You, you know what you need to move and you know what you need to work around. And, and the nimbleness also requires knowing how to ask the questions. So it's not like, oh, how do I make your broad happen? I don't, you know, I don't have the money or I don't have the job, but it's learning how to ask, how can I find the work that will let me move to wherever it is I want to move? So like not, it's easy to be defeatist before if you're not asking the right questions. Yeah. Developing new um, thinking patterns. Yes, exactly. Okay. And um, did you have anything else you wanted to say about the nimbleness? Um, yeah, no, other than... Nimbleness? Is nimbleness? nimbleness. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> being nimble. Jack, be nimble. Um, yeah, that it's really handy to come when you travel as well. So whether you're doing a year abroad of traveling or whether you're camping out in one or two places and using that as a springboard, having that nimble attitude um, and the agility to travel well, I mean, that's a key to traveling well, no matter what, even if you aren't doing a year abroad. So it's good exercise. And I would say that's one way to prepare if, if a family knows they want to do year abroad, but knows they're a few years out from doing that year abroad, um, practicing the agility with even little trips that are local because with kids, I'm sure anyone with kids knows that you, you have to be able to shift on a dime. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's a really good idea to, to just practice even locally before you go for an extended yeah. period of time to the other side of the world with your family. Yeah. What's a, what's your third crucial step or what is a third crucial step for planning? A, of- yeah. A third crucial step uh, is what I call finding your ambassadors. And I don't mean literal ambassadors, but 
I think of this year abroad as you're building a bridge to some other place or places, and you want to find the people that are going to help you connect that bridge. And that is a fancy way of saying networking, um, but it's not networking in that find a job sense. It's a networking in a build relationship sense, and you find people that can help you. And there's a million different aspects of this. It's help you find housing, help you get work if you're going to work there, um, help you with schools, help you with figure out where it is you want to live. Maybe you don't know where you want to live. We didn't know where in Italy we wanted to live. We just knew Italy. So it involves doing a lot of outreach uh, or trusting your gut. Some people are less of a planner or more of a researcher. So kind of depending on where a person lies in that, you know, comfort zone of planning, it might involve uh, looking in your alumni directory for people that live in the country you want to live in and just doing a cold email to people. It might involve sending a mass email to your friends saying, hey, we're thinking of doing this year abroad thing and writing a well-crafted email and just does anybody know anybody? And what I have found uh, that is that people really like to help you um, when they know you're serious and they, those connections come and you might get 10 connections that don't lead to a fruitful piece of advice or, or information. It might just be that one connection that leads to the next connection that leads to the next connection, but it's a way of finding ambassadors and you can find them in Facebook groups. You can find them in online forums, um, wherever there's going to be people that are connected to the cultures you want to live in. Language classes in your hometown, for example, there's a, countless ways of making the connections, but it's having that open mind to go and circle back to people and you know, hit them up, so to speak. That's exactly what I'm wanting to create with my online community, the Big Dreamers, Bold Movers Facebook group, as it is today, but exactly that kind of place where people can start connecting and finding ambassadors like that, that it can help them connect the dots to get where they want to go. Yeah. And it's, it's even realizing that even in your Facebook group, it might not be that in your group are the person that's going to get them to point B, but somebody might know somebody who knows somebody. And I found that people love connecting people. I mean, I, I'm a natural people connector, but I am shy, really. But when I have my why and I have a goal, and there are people around that that networker comes out in me and you you kind of force yourself to do it and it gets easier it really does and it's a crucial step it truly is and i think that finding your ambassadors an offshoot of that crucial step is something that once you are in your community abroad it's to participate in community i think that is um a crucial and healthy thing that a family should do to have a successful year abroad. So it's perhaps you would call it building on those ambassadorships that you find, uh, that you find more of them once you move to your place, wherever it is. And it's 
really easy to go, especially before you move somewhere, to think that's going to be you're going to be in passive vacation mode and just taking in the eye candy and having this juicy experience. And you will be, but you're also going to be living in, in a community for a year, and you're going to be other for that year. Um, and really the way to get past that and to have it be the most meaningful, richest outcome for you is to get involved, volunteer at the school uh, or, or wherever it is that you feel called to volunteer. You, you don't have to volunteer necessarily, but there are, you will find ways to build community if you're open to it. And it's, I think crucial to get a little bit out of your comfort zone if that is not how you naturally roll, because really you will look back and those are going to be the relationships that you build that make the whole year that you experience be a lasting, life-changing one instead of just one that just sinks into the past. I think when you have children too, it's easier to um, get involved with the community because, you know, your children bring you to the schools, they bring you to the playgrounds and the libraries. And I think it's, in my experience, been easier to go abroad with kids in terms of meeting people than it was back when I was single or just married. Oh, totally. Yeah, definitely. Kids are, kids are the little magnets that people are drawn to and other little kids are drawn to. And yeah, those were the lasting friendships that came out of Genoa for us, we're through the kid connections and the school connections for sure. Okay. So is there anything else that you want to add to um, finding ambassadors or tell us about your book? Um, let's see. Sorry to bounce around. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, I mean, I would say if, if you want to learn more about the book and I, my website, becomingbetterpeople.us, I currently still have, because my book is still freshly launched, um, uh, some freebies I'm giving away that are takeaways on how to, like the best practices on learning a foreign language and some tips on traveling with kids. Uh, so that will probably be useful for anybody, even if they're trying to decide whether to de- use the year abroad. Um, and the other thing in my book that I didn't mention to you earlier, every chapter has a, at the end of each chapter is called a save it for someday tips. And they are useful for if you know you want to do this someday, but you aren't ready to start planning now, the end of each chapter gives you tips and ideas that will actually make it easier for you when the time comes to make your plans. And I'm, yeah, I think that is really useful for anyone considering it that I didn't mention before. So that, yeah, I think it sounds like a book that's really, um, good for people to just help them. Yeah. Kind of clarify what their vision is and really the start the planning process. And I would say it's kind of a handbook to have through the whole process because there's the middle chapters that are kind of books with a book within itself that takes you through all the practicalities, finding a house, figuring out the school, locking up your house back home, which is a whole other process. When, you know, you moved abroad, 
But when you know you're going temporarily and coming back, you have to figure out what you're going to do with your house here and how you're going to suspend the bills and pay the ones you still have to pay. There's a lot of, um, you know, details to take care of that aren't as clean cut as just upping and moving. Um, and then I also have chapters in there for once you're there, how to build friendships in a foreign language, for example, and how to take care of yourself um, when you're all the stimuli of foreign countries and people that want to visit you, that, that you don't become a revolving door of hosting people for the little time that you have there. And then coming back, which I guess you haven't done yet, but moving back after a year is there's culture shock and it takes a while to kind of readjust. And I think there's a way uh, to ha to readjust so that you aren't just reverting back to your old life, but to actually bring with you this experience and have and grow your family with it and grow into who you want to be and what your vision is that incorporates this amazing experience you had. So I, I would like to say that my book isn't just for preparing to go, but it's for the whole nine. <laughs> Perfect. I think it's definitely needed. I, I feel like there are so many people out there that are looking for this exact thing. Yeah. Well, I, and I, I hope so because I wrote this because the experience was so powerful for us that I want people to experience it. Because honestly, I think the world would be a better place if more people experienced other parts of the world and build relationships with people from other cultures. I mean, I think it's kind of the way forward on, on this planet. And so that's why I wrote the book. And uh, yeah, I hope it helps people. That's your why. That's my why also. Yeah. We have a shared why. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, you're so welcome. Okay, you guys, head over to the show notes where I have a treasure trove of links for you. I've got a link to enter Jacqueline's giveaway if you're listening to this before January 24th. I've got a link to Jacqueline's book. I have a link to Jacqueline's uh, checklist that she's put together for you to help you plan your own move abroad. I've got a link to my Instagram and I've got a link to our growing community over on Facebook. I would love to have you in there. And if you found today's episode to be particularly informational or inspirational, would you please remember to rate and review it? And why not share it with a friend? Sharing is caring. And thank you for hanging out with me today. Until next time, keep dreaming those big dreams and scheming bold moves.